0: You've seen their TV shows. You've watched their webcasts. Now, Hartigan Estates invites you to Poker in the Ears.
1: Hello, my babies, and welcome to Poker in the Ears. I'm Uncle Daddy Dearest Stapleton. He is my work wife, James Hartigan.
2: Happy birthday, Joe. I know it's literally days away, so I'm definitely going to ramp up the happy birthdays every time we
1: speak. I'm the one that gets all of this stick for driving a bit into the ground, but we are going on a fucking year on this. It's okay. I'm in a good mood. You know why? Because our, our work marriage, we have in- invited another into our bedroom. That's right. We are going ham on Coupe 2020.
2: I have no idea what that means, but I'm all about it.
1: That's right. That's right. For the first time ever, we are balls deep in covering the Coupe all day, every day, for the r- duration, not gonna lie, it's kind of a blur. Where are we? When are we? All of that will be answered. I love that in time travel movies when they're like, When are we? All of that will be answered and more, as well as all the best of the bits and bobs from the winners' interviews we have done throughout the course of the series. James, who will we be hearing from today?
2: Among others. Uh we'll hear from ten K Sunday slam winner Dimitar Danchev, two time champ Andrus Namath, three time champ Yuri Martins, and low buy-in player of the series contender, Spraggy.
1: <laughs> we couldn't get the
2: four time champ. Hasn't been one yet.
1: Yet is the big one there. Uh Probably just going to throw in a quick update as to what we've been watching, a little crossover with that, because I did have to watch The Lighthouse for this week's Superfan versus Davis with a fellow named Michael Doyle. I will give you my thoughts on that during the Superfan segment. Um, so Sam Grafton uh, won a W coup. Yeah. And I texted him to congratulate him. Nice. And he was like, oh, mate, thanks a lot, means a lot. Have you watched White Men Can't Jump yet? It was like all he cared about. And so it was, and I was like, you know what, dude? I don't know if I owe you a gift uh, for winning a W WCoop, but sure, why not? I will oblige you. I did watch it.
2: I still find it weird of all the films that you'd think Sam Grafton would want you to see and would feel that you owe him in exchange for his W WCoop victory that he would pick that one.
1: You would think it would be like, Truffaut or the Decalogue, or any of these weird fucking art house movies that you I mean, guys talk about—kind
2: of last year at Marion Bad, Jean-Marie Straub's *Not Reconciled*, something really, really <laughs> turgid.
1: Well, hey, *White can Jump* was quite turgid. Um, <laughs> I really liked it. It was—it was a perfectly fun movie. It's kind of like a hustle movie. I will say that it is almost identical in sort of story to kingpin which is another woody harrelson
2: yeah sports movie i see that
1: um but i did like it it was cool i i james i don't know it, i think every generation's like this but how much do you miss 90s movies
2: Not as much as I miss 70s movies. To me, the 1970s was still the golden era of cinema. You know, as detailed by the book, Easy Riders, Raging Bulls, just it was the perfect storm of a lot of things coming together, the film student grads, the studio system changing, and I think Hollywood's output in that decade was the best it's ever been.
1: Yeah, you know, and I actually kind of... um, it, It kind of solidifies my theory that whatever age you discovered cinema on your own like and watch movies on your own that's going to be the one that you're attached to
2: when you you say that but for me that was the 1980s which I'm sorry I don't think the 80s is a particularly strong decade that's not to say there aren't great movies made in the 80s but you know overall
1: yes but my guess is that during the 80s is when you were watching all of the 70s movies like it's like it's the movies that you chose at that age
2: yeah yeah
1: and I, that's why I think I'm attached to the 90s.
2: Yeah, I, I, I guess I hear what you're saying. Um, the only thing I have watched in the last, whatever it is, two and a bit weeks that we've been streaming, WCOOP. I've been actually really getting into The Witcher 3, by the way. I'm really getting into it now. Griffin's right. It's a great game. Um, still prefer Red Dead Redemption 2 yeah. in terms of narrative, look and design. But as far as game design is concerned, this, this game is extraordinary. Absolutely extraordinary. But the only film I've watched was Mulan. Now, the reason I wanted to watch this is I was quite intrigued to see what they, Disney would do with a live-action remake of Mulan. But also, as previously stated, I did want to support this idea because I personally love the concept of having the choice of either going to the cinema or paying a high rental fee to watch a new release in the comfort but you're of you're already home.
1: paying for Disney+, Plus, right?
2: Yes, of course, but that's for back catalogue, right? And for the TV series. For the for new movies that you'd normally pay to go and see at the cinema, I don't mind paying a premium. Not being funny, I paid half the price for Mulan that would have cost for me and my family to see it at the cinema. And I prefer the experience of watching it at home. The issue is that Mulan is not a very good film. And I found it incredibly frustrating because I do think that there are the seeds of something really good here. And the execution is just so poor. And reading that it was their desire to have Ang Lee make this film, that's the moment when you think, that's what you could have had. You need that kind of crouching tiger approach. You need this to be a hero or house of flying daggers. Instead, it's like a pale imitation of a Chinese movie with a director who, I'm sorry, is absolutely in over their head. Tonally, it's a mess. And overall, I was bitterly disappointed with it. This was one of those few examples of taking a Disney animated film and being able to turn it into something really extraordinary. And they absolutely screwed it up. And that's really sad to see.
1: So do you think that the difficulty of making a war movie into something that is family friendly is kind of impossible in live action.
2: I mean, I believe the movie is rated PG-13 in the States, 12A in the UK, which is yeah. the same rating as Crouching Tiger. So the answer to your question is no, I don't think it is impossible. I think you could still make it family friendly and be good. Um yeah, there's there's a lot wrong with it and I, I could wax on for days about everything that's wrong with this film. Um, There are certain scenes in it which are beautifully shot, but the action sequences are probably the worst example of direction and editing since Mm. Quantum of Solace in terms of how to take a high-concept action sequence and then utterly butcher it.
1: Okay, fair. I did want to go back to The Witcher for a second. The yeah. Witcher is this something? I know sometimes you play video games with your daughter. Is this something she can participate no, in or not? no? Okay,
2: no, 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 no. so
1: I wanted to recommend the Marvel Avengers game. I started playing that.
2: Yeah, I, you see, I heard so many bad things about this game. I've steered clear of it. Oh no, it's great.
1: I think okay. it's great. I, I I like it a lot. Um couple other things I watch. I'll just go through real quick. I don't know if you guys have in the UK, but there's this documentary airing on HBO right now called The Vow uh, about a self-help cult uh, that existed in the U.S. Actually, it was headquartered in my hometown in Ooh. the early two thousands and all these people from Hollywood get wrapped up in it. It's fucking wild. Uh if you guys like that kind of thing. And also well, I started
2: Yeah. In the UK there's a new channel called Sky Documentaries, and now all the HBO documentaries like McMillian's tend to go on there. So oh, I'll action have a look. park too, I hope. I'll have a look and see if it's uh if it's on there.
1: Yeah, so there's the vow and there's this other one that hopefully hits that called Class Action Park about this theme park in New Jersey from the eighties where um the guy who built it didn't believe in rules. And so there are all these complete death trap rides and attractions there. (laughs) And it was hugely popular in the eighties and people knew they would get hurt there. And that was like kind of the point, wild documentary. And I started watching, if you get a chance to watch this, I really need to know what you think of it. Raised by wolves, uh, which is the new Ridley Scott TV series And I am loving it, even though it's a little on the nose. Like Ridley Scott went back to the well, and that well is full of Android milk blood.
2: I couldn't believe
1: I watched another Ridley Scott vehicle where an Android bleeds milk. Um, And I still (laughs) like it.
2: Well, obviously, we've not had much time to watch stuff because our lives are consumed right now by the World Championship of Online Poker. We are now into the final week of WCOOP 2020. We're streaming every day on Twitch and YouTube. And I, for one, am really enjoying it. I think it's been a fantastic series with so many great stories. And Joe, in the last two years, I'm pleased that I've been able to get a bit more involved with WCOOP. We did the animated news videos. We did them every day in 2018. They were weekly last year. But obviously, this year, with us doing the live streams, truly engrossed in this series, and really getting into it. The heritage, the players, the backstories, the qualifiers. There's a lot going on here, a lot to unpack. And I know, you know, I, we can all concede that we wouldn't be doing this, right? If there were still live events yeah. in 2020. If things hadn't gone the way they gone, if circumstances hadn't been what they are, we probably wouldn't be doing 21 live streams from this online series. I'm glad... That this is one of the net positives of 2020. And if and when we start going back to a situation where we're streaming live events, where the EPT's back up and running again, I don't want us to ignore the scoops and W-coops yeah. because they are just as deserving of this kind of coverage, of this kind of streaming, as an EPT Monte Carlo or an EPT Barcelona.
1: Yeah, if we went. Uh, but you know, went back to doing live events and then stopped doing coverage of online events entirely. I would miss it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily miss doing 21 or 23 straight days of it, but it's been really cool getting to see how this works, getting to see all that goes into it from a behind the scenes perspective, from a player perspective. Uh, it's been really cool. Also seeing, uh, seeing the players have fun, um, you know, there's a little bit of chat that happens. And then also getting to interview the winners um, and putting some faces to some of these screen names has also been really fun and interesting. They become human beings uh, now rather than just stats on a screen.
2: Yeah. And of course, there are many players who we know from the live circuit. Some like Adrian Mateos, for example, who we saw win two titles in less than 24 hours. And then you've got an online beast like Lena 900, Nicholas Ashtet, who dismantled everyone on two consecutive nights. That back-to-back Saturday-Sunday, those two streams, probably my favorite, my highlight of the series so far. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And look, from a, <clears throat> from a selfish perspective, I like seeing someone run over a final table because it makes our jobs a little bit easier, right? Like, it is difficult. I'm not going to lie. It is difficult to do a really long three-handed or heads-up match online poker. Um, It's so fast and yet so slow at the same time. It's actually not always super fun to do. So from a selfish perspective, I like seeing a guy run over a final table. But also, from an entertainment perspective, it is just fun to watch someone just own everyone at a final table. Uh, you know, it was fun during stadium series when uh, when Tonka did it and yeah. watching Lena do it on back-to-back nights was awesome. Uh, it was really cool for me uh, seeing Yuri Martins uh, win three different, not only win three different events, but get to talk to that dude and put a face to the name and see that, you know, And also something, and look, again, this is somewhat selfish, but to see that these folks are fans also. They're also poker fans. They also are enjoying the broadcast. That's been really fun for me, too.
2: Yeah, well, let's not forget that Yuri Martins wasn't the only one. Tobias Senkel. Sorry, Tobias Lechner's Senkel 92 Won his third W Coupe 2020 trophy the same night. Um, just to pick out a few other stories. Obviously, we're going to do our full W recap next week. The first wins for Connor Beresford and Talal Shakirchi, We've already mentioned Sam Grafton picked up his first W this year. Uh, Spraggy won a W Coupe first weekend of the series, but unfortunately, will probably be best remembered for an unfortunate punt in one of the PKO events that we were following.
1: I think he still stands by the play. I haven't really taken it up with him. I'm just going to let that one go. Um,
2: As you've highlighted, Joe, we have had the opportunity to speak to a few WCOOP winners on the live stream. So we figured we'd give you all the opportunity to hear those interviews again, or maybe for the first time, if you don't catch the first few minutes of our stream. So who's first up, Joe?
1: Uh, First up, it's uh, a guy named Ben Ben Sprague. Um, and apparently on the first night at WCOOP, Spraggy made the final table of the High Buy-In Sunday Cooldown Special Edition. And then he also happened to win the low version.
2: Spraggy, congratulations. What a start to the series for you.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it really couldn't have gone any better yesterday.
2: Um, let's start with what I'm calling the near miss. What happened in the high buy-in version of event number five. Talk us through that.
0: Um, so that was, yeah, that was the that was the 5.30. And um, it's WCOOP, right? So I, I just, I, I'm throwing everything in. Anything with WCOOP. I was playing PLO yesterday. Uh, I, I played um, as, as much as I could. And I nearly went offline, but I thought, it's a turbo, it's WCOOP, it's day one, I'll commit. So I registered the 5.30 and the, and, the, and the 5.50. And my main focus was this 5.30 that all of a sudden, a run sort of came out of nowhere, 80 left, 60 left, 50 left, and it goes very quickly, and uh, made the final table, which actually was my first ever uh, WCOOP final table. Uh, and I think actually maybe first COOP final table because I had a couple near misses in a scoop. Um, but I get onto the final table. I'm fifth in chips out of nine. There's like 70-something thousand up top, uh, 38 plus Bounty, so somewhere between 70, 80. And within five hands, the chip leader opens. I shove Ace King suited, as, as you do. And uh, chip leader calls the queens, and I lose the flip. And at that point, I was, oh. I was, you know, that like you say, that's a near miss, right? I cashed for like five k, yeah. but it's double so we're firing a lot. You need those big, big scores. And I thought, uh, you know, great position on an FT, and then just all came collapsing down pretty quickly. And at that point, I was not tilted, but frustrated, uh, understandably, I think. And um, that's when I had the one table left, the other table left, uh, and, and went offline for the night, thinking I'll play that one. Out off stream and see what happens. But it's a a five bucker. There's loads of players left. I'll I'll deal with that on my own. And then, obviously, uh, miracles happened, apparently.
1: (laughs) Now, now Ben, I I know you, and I know that you are never truly happy. Uh, So when you win this lower buy-in event,
0: how much of you is still just steaming that it wasn't the high buy-in? Well, here's the thing, right? The $5.50 event that was going on in the background, part of me was like, I was so mad that the final table went down the way that it did. I'm going to get off stream. And then like, it's five bucker Like, I'm, it's already like three. I'm like, I'm just, I'm gambling for chips, right? Like, I, 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 my attention, I can't focus on it. But you know also, Joe, how much of a disgraceful nit I also am. And I'm like, I can't just punt this, right? There's like a couple hundred left. <gasps> I'll play it out properly, even though, you know, I've just bust this big 530. Um, because for me as well, and I said this last night, a WCube title is a WCube title, right? It doesn't matter. Like, my cash in the 530 was bigger. I I cashed for 5K, and winning this was 4.5, but winning this in a field of 12,200 runners or whatever for a WCube title, I mean, you see by my reaction, it still means means everything to me. So, um, I do think, though, because I was still so mad about the 530, I kind of wasn't sweating the 550. I was like, I've already had my disappointment for the day. What will be will be with this one. Like, um, so I was just like playing very freely, and like all of a sudden, again, people just kept getting eliminated. And I came, I thought, I got down to 18. I was like, hang on a minute, I'm final two tables of Adobe Coop, I'll put the stream back on. And as I put the stream back on, I knocked out like three people, and all of a sudden I'm second in chips on the FT. So it it really just it came out of nowhere. So, Spraggy, I saw your tweet about
1: uh, the sort of interaction you had with your opponent headed into heads up. My question is: We talk about the luck versus skill argument all the time in poker. Uh, how much for you is luck versus skill versus rage versus spite? <laughs> uh,
0: there was definitely some spite yesterday. And listen, that's not to say uh, you know anything about my opponent. It was like a it was like a playful thing in the chat, right? I folded queens. The board ran out. Whatever, seven, eight, five, four. Uh, and they big bet river. Uh, and I folded queens. And then they say in the chat, nice fold with queen, queen. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And it's like, yeah, I had jack nine, which was the bluffed uh, miss straight. So, and I was like, you know, they're being sarcastic. And that was that. Now I was like, I was getting hot. But as spiteful as I was feeling, or as like, okay, I'm not going to lose now, like in my head, I had three big blinds. Right. And my opponent had like 40 big blinds. So there was. An incredible amount of luck obviously to come through a field of 12,000 in the first place but the comeback as well as much as I didn't want to lose uh, I still ran pretty good to spin that stack back
2: up and, and then uh, and then go on to take the win Well I've got something very exciting to tell you Spraggy I don't know whether you know this but because you are now a W WCoupe champion you are going to receive a trophy because this year there are trophies for all W winners regardless of whether it's a low medium or high buying event.
0: I did not know that. That's a delight as well. I, I, I really, really like uh, having like a physical thing as well. And you know, I've had the uh, Lex Live trophy in the background of my yes. stream since I won it. So it's nice to add to the collection. Two, uh, two trophies now. $5.50 WCOOP, which is a $5.50 Turbo WCOOP, arguably the most prestigious, I would say.
2: Yeah, you just keep telling yourself that. Spray, congratulations once again and good luck for the rest of the series. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me.
1: Alright, next up... PCA 2013 champion. We used to call him Dimitar Danchev. Turns out, Dimitar Danchev is what we should have been saying all along. His name online, cool. And Demeter, a.k.a. Dimitar, took down the first Sunday Slam tournament, which was a 10K PKO.
2: Dimitar, congrats. A 400K score. And I think it's important to stress, this is phenomenal, 250K of that was in
3: bounties. Uh, yeah yeah that was uh, great actually but uh, just my tournament uh, went pretty good with uh, winning a lot of bounties and uh, it's very important actually if you win a lot of bounties in such a format to win the heads up so yeah so you keep all the bounties for yourself so that that worked perfectly for me i bet
2: (laughs) when you got heads up against Sir Watts. Did you realize that this was a battle of two previous
3: PCA champions? Yeah, actually I did realize. uh, He's a great opponent. He's a uh, very tough uh, player and I wasn't really happy to play against him because I know it would be kind of hard to win, but uh, I tried my best and uh, I was okay to win.
1: How does the celebration differ between winning the PCA, a big live tournament, versus winning a WCOOP, a big online tournament? Like, I, I feel like maybe you could even be a little bit more reserved. Line, like, what was your uh, live? What was your celebration like yesterday?
3: Uh, actually, I jumped from my bed. I was quite happy. I was playing on my laptop because uh, I have a fun story for you guys. My computer broke on uh, day one, actually. Oh <laughs> so no! I- Yeah, yeah. Actually, my core broke, so I had to move on my laptop while I was playing. So, yeah, I finished the tournament from my laptop uh, yesterday. So, yeah, I jumped from my bed and I was quite happy. My girlfriend was there for me and she was also, she didn't realize actually what happened. Because I usually don't tell her like until the end.
1: Speaking of not realizing what happened, I know a lot of players were playing yesterday's WCOOP, the Sunday Slam, uh, not knowing that there is a slam package uh, being awarded to the winner. Were you aware and how are you feeling about the fact that all your main events are sorted for next year?
3: I was definitely not aware of that and i'm uh, really excited about that uh i i heard something yesterday on the stream because i watched the stream like with delay uh to see what's going on and uh to le- check some uh, place if i made correct but yeah i'm i'm very happy about that it's a great promotion and you should guys definitely be promoting that uh because uh, i didn't uh, actually know and i would uh, Definitely play everything if I I know there is something like that for first place. Well, we'll make sure we shout from the rooftops about that. Meantime, you've
2: got your buy-ins for next year's WCoupe Scoop and Stadium Series main event sorted. And hopefully, we'll see you again later this series. Congratulations once again and good luck the rest of the way in WCoupe.
3: Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. I'm glad and um, I really hope that I'll continue my run. And um, I want to mention something. Uh, if um, anyone follows me on uh, social media, you can check uh, about the uh, charity campaign I'm supporting there. Uh, yeah, that's, that's all I'm going to say for now. And thank you, guys, and have fun.
1: The next week, Adrian Mateos, buenos dias, Adrian, won the 25K Sunday Slam, but the medium tournament, that was a 2K, and it was won by a Lithuanian dude named Matas Chikinis, a.k.a. No Tillit.
2: I understand that this is actually your second WCOOP win. So let's begin at the beginning. Tell us about your first.
4: Uh, so the first one was last year. Uh, it was, I believe, $500 tournament. Uh, it wasn't as big as this one. Um. It's been a year, so it's hard to remember, but I remember (laughs) uh, that was a nice experience.
2: I I wouldn't worry. I mean, Joe barely remembers last night, but I remember that you were playing for that first prize of nearly a quarter of a million. This was a huge 2K event. And I want to talk about the final table because you were up against some very strong players. I'm not saying you're any slouch yourself, but when you think about players like Pads, Tamati, Julian Stewart, Sevens guy, Vottenlos, I mean, you must have hoped for an easier lineup.
4: Uh, Yeah, that's kind of uh, why I like this victory, because the final table was really tough. It wasn't easy, so it's like, uh, not even thinking about the money, is really enjoyable to compete in this high level competition and be able to win, Uh, that's really nice, yeah, and I really enjoyed playing with the guys. It wasn't easy, for sure, not saying (laughs) anything, yeah.
1: Mattes, I have to know a little bit more about you as a person. Are you purely a professional poker player? Do you only show up for W Tell me uh, what's your deal, bro. Uh,
4: I'm professional playing, grinding, honestly, often. Uh, so I'm playing all those series, playing after the series. Poker is a number of thing to do in my life. So yeah.
1: Well, speaking of after the series, you won yourself a slam package, which means you have main event entries for all the big Poker Stars festivals next year. Uh, are you going to just free roll yourself into that? Are you going to sell off action? How are you going to approach the next year?
4: Uh, I'm not sure yet. It depends on which kind of binds we're going to play. Uh, it depends, yeah. Uh, I'm not likely to sell my action, except it's, like, it's not going to be on my bunker management, but we're going to see in the future.
2: And, of course, you shipped the all-important WCube trophy as well. Uh, the final thing we need to talk about, the most important thing of all, is the avatar. And I don't know whether you knew this, but I have a big thing about the power of the cat avatar and that players who have pictures of cats tend to do better. Thank you for proving my point. Is that your cat, by any chance?
4: No. Honestly, I'm not a big cat fan, but there is a story behind that. Like, uh... There is a friend who was crushing online and so on, and I'm like, "Why are you crushing so much?" And I saw the cat avatar. I'm saying, "Okay, I'm gonna switch right now uh, on my account, also the cat avatar." And after that, I'm like,
2: kind of doing okay. It oh, is wow. a thing. I'm glad to hear. Yeah, it. I, I believe in the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Mattis, congratulations <laughs> once again on shipping that obscene amount Captain. of money, the trophy, and the slime <laughs> package. And uh, good luck for the rest of WCoop. Thank you.
1: Anders Nemeth is a guy we've seen play on Stars for years. His name is Pro Beers. I did not mean to rhyme that. He has online earnings <laughs> of nearly $18 million, but until the start of the month, he had never won a W Coupe, and now he has got two.
2: Andres Nemeth, double congratulations. Uh,
5: thank you. A double thank you.
2: Yes. You- <laughs> <laughs> saw your second victory, but we didn't get to see your first. So remind us about what happened last week, the first result.
5: Uh, the first one, it was a five hundred dollars rebuy no to them tournament, and uh, actually did not have to use any rebuys, so that was uh, that was right. fun. Usually, I'm one of the guys who uses a lot. so uh, <laughs> it was it was it was nice now to be on the, on the one one uh, one one bullet uh, team so um so yeah that was that was a strange tournament because it ended the first day ended pretty early so it was still like 130 players left for the for day two and usually when you go on the day two it's kind of exciting but um in that tournament it wasn't really the case so I was just like grinding at my other tables too and uh, did well got to the final two tables and then started really to uh, focus more on the tournament and uh, it was a tough tournament tough final table, tough two tables, and nobody really had like a big lead. So it's it's extremely lucky, I think, to win those and, you know, everybody could win. And I think I didn't play too well at the beginning of the final table. Tried to be, you know, the the captain a bit too much and it backfired. But then uh, forehanded, I had some lucky, uh, lucky setups and uh, good hands, some good buffs and uh, was was nice. Sorry? Speaking of setups,
1: I'm sorry, I have to ask you about the, the PLO because it looked like there was going to be a super deep stacked three-handed, long PLO battle and it was over it, the blink of an eye. Is that normal?
5: Um, not necessarily. I mean, uh, the, lot, the, the when we were three-handed, I made a three bet against uh, Laszlo. Uh, who, which I don't always make, but I think with those stack sizes, is it's nice because he's opening a lot, and even if I lose that hand, I'm still in contention, and he's going to fold a lot to the three bets, and when he doesn't, it, it's a nice hand. And when he four bets, he knows that I like to do this, so he's going to have kings as well and maybe some other hands. So it's my ace, seven, five, four. It's not in a really bad shape at all. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a gamble. And... Uh, and... Um, yeah and then after that I was I was also preparing for uh, for a big uh, for a long hands up hands up uh, hands up match but uh, it was just like an insane hand we had like uh, yeah. five, five hands he had a set and I had I flopped I mean it was pretty obvious he has a set but so we were basically flipping but I was thinking if maybe sometimes he has like uh I don't know like queen 9 8 or something with a flush draw or like two pair with a flush draw then I'm in a really bad really, really really good shape um so, um, so yeah, it was it was nice to win that. Basically, it was a coin flip. I mean, I think it's
1: like
5: <laughs> 50%. So, but, yeah, uh, actually, I, it was funny because I went on the break and told my wife because that day I was wearing, like, regular street clothes while grinding and uh, because I just came back from uh, walking the dog. And I told her that if I win this uh, W2, that I'm going to do the same all week. And then she was, usually she's like very supportive, but she was like, oh, you're still three in the tournament. Be a bit more patient. And then five minutes later, I I ran out and I told her that, yeah, okay, it it happened. uh, It was was funny.
2: Great stuff. Andres, you are one of the top earners in online poker. It's no surprise to us that you've finally got two WCOOP titles. Thank you so much for joining us today and congratulations again.
5: Thank you, thank you.
1: We also spoke to Sir Watts at the time of going to press. Mike Watson hadn't won anything this series, but he already has a couple of WCOOP titles previous years. Plus, he's had so many near misses. We know him from the live scene. He's made more final tables than I can remember. Literally, I can't even remember the final table we covered last night.
2: Mike, first of all, belated congrats on your success in Scoop earlier this year. And to borrow Joe's well-worn expression, Congratulations on your WCUP results so far.
6: Thank you. It's a great expression.
2: I don't know if Joe stole that one from me,
6: but I'm definitely <laughs> one I use a lot. Um, but yeah, thank you. It's been uh, a great scoop and uh, a nice start here. haven't closed anything out, but I'm certainly happy with the, the results so far.
2: Yeah. Well, let's start with the very beginning of the series. It was the 10K Sunday slam. We got very excited. We had a heads up battle between two PCA champions. Uh, Dimitar Denchev managed to close that one out, but not a bad start to finish second in that big buy-in event.
6: No, certainly uh, always happy to get a big score in a a big buy-in event like that to start a series. Uh, Definitely takes a little bit of pressure off, uh, makes you feel a little bit more confident going forward. So. Uh, yeah, and it was it was a tough final table, tough matchup. Would love to have closed it out with all those bounties. They really they add up, but uh, you know, it was uh, it was a good match and congratulations to, to Dimitar.
1: You say it's a good start to this series, but now we're like, you know, a third to a half to approaching two thirds of the way through the series. Does it start to get a little frustrating eventually when you started with a second and haven't managed to eclipse that yet?
6: I mean, it's hard to go in expecting to win a bunch of these tournaments, you know, they're, even if they're smaller fields, some of the high buy-in events, you don't necessarily expect, at least I don't expect to necessarily win any of them. Um, so obviously I would love to, to build on that early result. That would be the ideal. But uh, a lot of final tables and deep runs, I think uh, I should be happy with it. And, you know, hopefully uh, the best is still yet to come.
1: So I know that you guys all claim to be somewhat emotionless when you're playing last night, you're at two final tables at the same time. Does that help to eliminate what little humanity you have left? Like when you're just (laughs) clicking back and forth between tables or you, do you get riled up at all?
6: Uh, yeah. I mean, in a situation like that at two final tables, I'm definitely very focused, you know, like I wouldn't say like when I'm playing all day, playing lots of tables, um, You know, I'm not always emotionless. I definitely, you know, get upset, get frustrated, get a little tilted sometimes when things are going poorly. Uh, But when you're at like two big final tables like that, you really just need to have that extra level, that extra gear of focus where you're just like really try to get in the zone and play your absolute best. Like no no sloppy mistakes, nothing. So uh, I think that definitely helps a lot with staying really like, you know, robot-like or whatever.
1: Laser focused. What would you lay if you had to the odds and you're closing out a WCOOP this year?
6: I have no idea. No idea. Um, I mean, I have a decent enough chance today in the 2k. Um, I'd imagine I'm an underdog overall to win one, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Maybe I'm only like three to one or something against I have no idea.
2: You're not the underdog. You're the mad dog. Uh, final question very quickly. 2020 has been an interesting year for everyone with no live poker events. How have you adjusted? I take it pretty well.
6: Yeah, I've kind of enjoyed uh, playing all the online poker that's been going on. It's been great. All the series, you know, there's been a lot of action. Um, just, you know, getting up and going to the computer, not having to deal with all the travel and all the jet lag and a lot of the other things that come along with it is, is actually kind of nice. I'm definitely going to miss it. I'll look forward to getting back and, you know, doing all those things. But uh, as long as this doesn't carry on too, too long, I'm, I'm fairly okay with uh, the online grind.
2: Well, Mike, we've been enjoying watching you play. We look forward to many more deep runs during WCube. Best of luck for the rest of the series. Good luck. Thanks, guys.
1: And finally, I mentioned this guy once already. Our most recent interview was with Yuri, the nerd guy Martins, a very handsome fella and the winner this year alone of three WCube trophies.
2: Yuri, triple congratulations and thanks for coming on the show today.
7: Thank you so much for having me. I'm super happy with this. And, of course,
2: for these three titles, it's a very special moment yeah. for me. Uh, a phenomenal achievement. And I'm guessing this most recent victory has provided the biggest boost to your bankroll, especially as you satellite it in. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it's correct. Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah. It was, for sure, very special. The prize was huge. And I had just a, a very tiny... Uh, bounty in my head, but uh, as the, the final table goes through, I I
2: got some some bounties and finished with a very, very big bounty prize. For sure. So, in for $215, cashing out for nearly a quarter of a million. Remind us of the other events you've won in the last few days.
7: Yeah, one first event was the 1000 Dusto to 7 single draw, and the second one was 1000 horse.
1: Now, I've never experienced it, but I've heard other people bring up something called playing the rush. Uh, is that a real thing or is it fake like blockers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's 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 kind of real, I think. I
7: don't know why, but I think the confidence everything together makes you stronger. I don't know why the things just happen in your favor. I don't know, it's very weird. We cannot, we cannot explain. I think it's just something that happened. And yeah, I'm, I'm like taking advantage of this for sure.
1: Great. Maybe someday I'll get to experience it. What is the goal here for you, for WCOOP? Is it player of the series? Is it beat Dennis Strebkoff's record or is it just win a bunch of money?
7: I think first goal is always to win money because it's like my, I do this for a living, so that's my main goal. But for sure, like, player of the series would be a very good ach- achievement that I will remember forever. So I cannot say I'm not interested on it. For sure, I, I'm, I am, but I'm not playing for it. You know, I'm just putting a lot of volume and trying to play my best, win a lot of tournaments, and it's going to be a consequence of this good work and good
2: uh, work ethic and, and the volume for sure. Well, here is a hashtag fun fact, Yuri. You are actually the second player to win three WC 2020 trophies because Tobias Lechness beat you to it by 15 minutes. He won his third title literally 15 minutes before you took down the slam last night. Really? Who? Who won? It was Senkel92, won the medium version of the NLO 8 So both of you now have three titles. And as I said, it happened within a 20-minute window, which is so weird. You got to go four <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs>
7: yeah, let's go for it. Today I have a, a day two on the 1K
2: window button. Let's do this. <laughs> okay, well, we're <laughs> going to keep close tabs on that one. Uh, Yuri, congratulations once again. Thanks for joining us today.
7: Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. I, I watched the, the entire final table yesterday. It was very exciting. I already watched again just to feel the, the feeling <laughs> again <laughs> you did a very good job thank you so much thank you that's great
2: thanks yuri all
1: right james since there's no one on the show to play one of my stupid games do you want to
2: play one of my stupid games um no Is the superfan online superfan versus states please welcome from the glorious country of Canada, mr michael doyle hi there michael Hey guys, how's it going? Or are you a Mike? Can we go with Mike? Yeah. Mike is fine. Mike is fine. Uh, Thank you for applying to be on the show. Uh, Long time listener? Long time poker fan?
8: You know, guys, actually, I just started getting into poker um, when quarantine started here in Canada. So it was about in March. Um, Everything kind of got shut down in in Edmonton and there wasn't any sports to watch on TV. So I started watching EPT videos. And, uh, yeah, you know, at first it was the jokes that got me really interested, but then I started getting more into the game and started playing and, and yeah, now I feel like I'm more of a poker regular.
1: I love that. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. Which jokes specific no, just kidding. Uh, what, what, uh, <laughs> what is your poker experience been thus far? Like what sorts of games tournaments are you playing?
8: It's good. I've been doing a lot of just MTTs on stars. So kind of like the the hot 550, big 11, those kind of small tournaments. Cool. Yeah, um, my kind but, of tournaments. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did play a couple of uh, the low WQ events and busted pretty early in oh. almost all of them. So it was, it was too bad. Got sucked out a couple times, but
2: well, yeah. Um, it- not- if you play anymore, Michael, and you happen to make a deep run, do let us know, because obviously we do have the opportunity to follow players in any WCOOP tournament, whether it's high, medium or low. Maybe we could show you some love on the stream. And of course, today we're going to give you the opportunity to win a $109 Sunday million ticket. So that's exciting. Um, before you discovered poker, what were you doing? What do you actually do the rest of the time?
8: so i'm a phd student in organic chemistry at the university of alberta so i'm actually from winnipeg which is one of the coldest cities in the entire world and i i just moved out west to edmonton last year for school so um yeah besides poker i'm pretty much just in the lab you know doing uh walter white type stuff except it's legal, so...
2: Right, okay, not that Walter <laughs> yeah. White, not the Heisenberg side of Walter White, the chemistry teacher side yes. of Walter yes. White. Yes,
8: yes, <laughs> yes. And a little bit of Heisenberg, but uh, yeah, we'll keep that on the down low. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> fantastic. We'll just, yeah, I don't know. Poetic yeah. license, we'll call it. Uh, yeah. Let's talk uh, about The Lighthouse for a second. I'm going to do something a little differently than I usually do, rather than saying what I think of the movie. I want to hear what you think of the lighthouse and what I should think of the lighthouse.
8: <laughs> well, so my roommate told me that we should watch the movie and I, I watched the trailer and honestly, I did not think it was gonna be very good. Um, and then I watched it and I was completely <laughs> blown away to be, to be honest. Like I said before, when I was tweeting at you guys, um, I thought it was like The Shining, honestly, but a little bit better and uh it was surprisingly really funny at times especially like the gull scene um (laughs) but no i thought the directing was amazing the acting was also pretty incredible and uh no overall i thought it was just a super good movie so if you say anything else i'm gonna be really disappointed
2: (laughs) okay i have i have a confession to make and that is with everything going on right now I outsourced this week's quiz. Patrick, the intern, came out of retirement. That's right. We have a Patrick quiz for you this week. So I haven't seen the film. I'm not going to take responsibility for the easiness or difficulty of the questions. I'm not going to take responsibility for any factual inaccuracies. I know that Patrick quite liked the film and there is a note here at the top. As both characters are called Thomas, for this quiz, Tom is Willem Dafoe And Tommy is Robert Pattinson. I'm going to assume that makes sense to both of you.
1: Uh, It does make sense. But also um, answers one of my huge questions about the movie, which, dude, I struggle with movies like this. There are aspects of the movie that I loved. The performances are out of this world, like are so, so good. However, there's like, in my opinion, multiple scenes where you can tell they're about to laugh. Like, where they know (laughs) that what they're shooting is, like, so fucking silly and so ridiculous that they think it's hilarious also. But I agree with you that aspects of this are very similar to The Shining in a cool, creepy way. It's, like, 90% genius, 10% like, I think, funny on purpose. And then... I'd say also it's maybe 20 minutes too long. But other than that, I did enjoy this movie.
2: Okay, well, we have got 10 questions compiled by Patrick, former intern, I should say. Patrick's back with us working on the WCOOP live streams, and I basically just pulled him off the production to do this. Uh, They're all multiple choice. Two points if you don't need the options. One point if you have to take the four options. And Mike, as our guest, as the super fan, you get to go first. Please give me a number between 1 and 10. Always coming seven. Always coming seven. Nice, simple one to get things started. In which country was the film shot? Canada. It was Canada for two points. Joe, what number would you like? Uh, Let's see. Uh, Mike got two points. I'm going to go with question number two. Question number two. Nothing is said until nine minutes into the film. Whereabouts are the first words spoken? The dinner table. Correct, for two points. And we have a tied game after the first round. Seven and two have gone. No seven deuce. What would you like, Mike? (laughs) Ten. Number ten. How many feature films does director Robert Eggers have now? Uh, I'll take the options. Two, three, four, or five? (laughs) i think
8: it's two
2: it is two for one point the witch was his directorial debut this this is his second film joseph give me question 10. i can't i just gave that question to mike oh goodness how about your lucky number nine Yeah, yeah sure nine sounds good okay what is the carving that tommy carries around with him uh, it's a mermaid. It is a mermaid for two points, and you take a one-point lead. So, Mike, you got one, three, four, five, six, and eight available. Take eight. Question number eight. In which year is the film set? Yeah, I'll need the options for this one. Is
8: it 1840, 1890,
2: 1940, or 1990?
8: I like think it's 1890.
2: It is 1890 for one point. Tied game. Joe, one through six, bar two. Uh, One. How long is Tommy originally meant to stay in the lighthouse? Fourteen days. Incorrect. And you can steal, Mike, because the options haven't gone. Three months. According to Patrick, four weeks. And I have to take his word for it. That's what's been written in bold in front of me. Uh, Mike, going into the penultimate round, it's four points each. Three, four, five, or six.
8: Uh, take three.
2: Number three. Why does Tom hit Tommy with a cup towards the beginning of the film?
8: I think I know this, but I'll take the
2: options. Is it? Because Tommy doesn't like Tom's cooking. Tommy won't listen to Tom's orders, Tommy stole some alcohol, or Tommy refuses to accept that it's bad luck to kill a seabird.
8: Uh, I think it's because of the seabird.
2: It is because of the seaboard. Seaboard. Seabird. (laughs) And that means you have a one-point advantage. Joe, four, five, or six? Uh, Four. Why does Tom say it's bad luck to kill a seabird?
1: Oh, um, because they're the the souls of dead sailors.
2: Correct, for two points. So, going into the final round, Joe is ahead by one point. Five or six. Choose carefully, Mike. I'll take five. What do they eat for dinner on what is meant to be Tommy's last night? (sighs) Uh... Is it the lobster? It is the lobster for two points. So (laughs) Joe, if you get question six correct without the options, you win. If you get it correct having taken the options, we go to the tiebreaker. If you get it wrong, you loser. How does Tom stop Tommy from leaving him?
1: I think I know, but I don't think I can take the chance that my answer will be the same
2: as Patrick. I got to take the choices. (laughs) Does he attack Tommy, beg Tommy to stay, takes an ax to the lifeboat, promises him lots of alcohol? He does all of those. (laughs) No, he doesn't beg him. I guess the lifeboat would be the big one. The lifeboat is the big one and that takes us to seven points each and it does take us to the tiebreaker. Uh, So this is where I'm gonna get a verbal answer from Mike in just a moment, Joe. I want you to privately message this Skype account with your answer in text form. The question is, so don't say anything yet, Mike. Let Joe answer in text first. The scene where Tom casts a sea curse on Tommy is iconic. Patrick's words, not mine. (laughs) How long does he speak for exactly? In seconds. How many seconds does Tom speak for where he casts a sea curse on Tommy please give me your answer Joe as a text message okay I have Joe's answer Mike please give me your answer eight seconds eight seconds The answer is actually 122 seconds. Joe, you went (laughs) high. You went 77 seconds. This is one of the few, one of the rare occasions when Joe wins a game of Superfan versus Stapes. Not the kind of history you probably wanted to make, Mike, but don't worry because we are going (laughs) to be able to send you a Poker in the Ears t-shirt. We'll ask you which one you want from the range. Uh, We'll get your home address and we'll get that in the post to you. Sure, that sounds great, guys.
8: No, it's super fun. Thanks for having me.
2: Not at all. Thanks for coming on the show. Good game, Mike.
1: All right, my babies. We're almost out of time for this week's show. Coming up on next week's show W Group Recap? Yes. Main event winner? Maybe. Connor Beresford?
2: Good shout. Let's see if he'll do it.
1: I will uh, hit up Connor or maybe we'll get Sam Grafton to do it for us since I don't really know the dude and they seem pretty tight. Uh, next week's superfan subject is Blade Runner. We've done the sequel. Now it's time to revisit the original. I'm loving Ridley Scott right now. James, one question first, though. Yeah. did we? did do Blade Runner? And I know we did the
2: sequel, but didn't we? D- no, we've never done the 1982 original. And Joe, make sure you watch all five versions because I will be doing the quiz and it will not be... Easy.
1: Serious question. Serious question. I know I can't do all five versions. My girlfriend has never seen any version of the movie. Just tell me right now which one we'll watch
2: it. The final cut. The version that Ridley Scott signed off on in the early 2000s and was finally released in 2007. That is the definitive version of Blade Runner.
1: Okay. Very good. We'll be watching that. Uh, Next week, we're going to record on Thursday, release the episode on Friday. In the meantime, keep watching those WCOOP streams and keep the applications for Superfan versus Stapes coming our way. Remember, if you do attach a screenshot of you posting a review for the show, it will bump you to the top of the list. Use the hashtag poker in the ears, or you can DM at PokerStars TV. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have got for this week's show for James Hardigan. I am Joe Stapleton. Smell you later.